0: Let's go. Yeah.
1: hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the nba boys podcast uh i am your host or one of them benny levinson along with my other co-host brian lewis brian how you doing
0: i'm doing great benny i'm happy to be here it was a crazy week of NBA basketball, a lot of crazy football games, and uh, I'm feeling recharged and ready for a great podcast.
1: Love to hear it. And uh, today we are joined by an NBA boys legend, the founder of the NBA boys podcast, uh, a great voice in sports, a sports fanatic, someone who is career is in sports, and our great friend, Fletcher Davis Reese. Fletcher. How are you doing?
2: What's up, boys? It's great to be back. How are we?
0: Good. What up, buddy?
2: Yo, this is, this is unreal. Coming back on the podcast, my podcast, now your guys' podcast. You know, it, it grows the league. I love it.
1: You know, it's a joint podcast at this point. And as we keep saying, we're a family here. So, uh, But Fletch, you're the one that started it, and we're happy to carry on your legacy. But the legacy doesn't need to be carried when the legend is on the pod right now, so let's uh, let's jump right into it. First, I want to do say I forgot to mention uh, the sponsor of the NBA Boys Podcast is Garrett Palmieri. Uh, we are able to do this due to his Zoom, so thank you, Garrett. Uh, let's go. Thanks, so- Garrett. <laughs> so, Fletch, uh, firstly, what made you want to start the pod? Because I think that was pretty organic, uh, if I remember at the time. So, how did that you know process end up happening?
2: Yeah, no, great question. Um, so thinking back to the COVID times, cause that's really when this whole thing started, right? It's like, we all had nothing to do. Um, just trying to get through day by day, figure out how to get to five o'clock at the end of the day for work and, and just figure out how to get to 10 PM so I can go to bed. Right. So we were all stuck in our houses and I, I've always been a big fan of podcasts my whole life, like pardon my take. Um, you know, just, just fantasy, all the, the just fantasy podcasts, like all of those I followed basically my whole life. And I've always been a huge, huge fantasy guy. Like if you, if you know me, um, you know, I'm in multiple leagues for basically every sport. Um, I've got friends back home that I still connect with from high school. And those leagues are like incredibly, incredibly, um, competitive. So to, I, I kind of wanted to take that in my own and bring that to this league, to my college buddies and reconnect with you guys. So I thought, you know, why not? You know, I, I could start this whole thing myself. I could get it from the ground up, make it the way I want to interview, who I want to talk about what I want, when I want, and then also kind of teach you guys along the way too, because um, fantasy basketball, I think the way that we play is far and away one of the most difficult to keep track of and, and at least prepare for in a lot of ways. Like, I was kind of looking through it today. If you look at the percentage rostered of some of the players on your team and some of the players you even get hype about, right? Like I look at my team and I am pumped that I've got Kevin Herter on my squad, right? Like just some shooting guard out of Sacramento. You don't really watch him on TV, but I'm pumped to have Kevin Herter. And I look at the percent rostered and he's 59.5 right now. So you're saying that only – not even 60% of leagues out in ESPN fantasy basketball in general have Kevin Herter. That's crazy to me. So the fact that our league can go so deep and you're pulling players that are in the teens under 10% rostered, like you got to go deep, deep, deep into these numbers and figure out what's going to be best for your team and your build. So um, I had won the league in the early years, back when we were still in school. And I thought, let's just bring it all together, have a podcast, I can you talk about what some of the things that I see when I'm looking at these numbers and charts and hopefully like help you guys along the way. Like if you've been a listener for the past two years, I hope you've taken something that I've said and like put it to heart and actually put it into your team because it's uh it's a lot of work, but I it's really fun at the same time.
1: Uh beautiful response, Fletch. Uh- that was
0: that was so eloquent.
1: <laughs> like I said, it's good <laughs> to be back.
0: <laughs> I missed it. And, and thankfully, I was hanging on every word. It was awesome.
2: Thank you, bro. No, that's uh, great, honestly. And also, shout out to you guys, too, getting the theme song in the beginning of the podcast. I never figured out how to do that, and you guys just made it look so easy. So shout out to you guys. I love that addition.
0: Welcome to the bootleg DJ set from Stanley. Shout out, Stanley. <laughs> Love it. You are not messing with no rookie. I'll say that. We're veterans out here. Hell yeah. I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear that that's a that's a good part for you. I'm excited. <laughs> Benny? Wanna take uh, it away? Yes, of
1: course. Uh and then Fletch, and that that's a great answer. Uh I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. And that's why we wanted to continue it. And uh just because you know we can go so in depth. Everyone is so involved, it's so tight. Like, so, you know, by having this, we're able to kind of discuss the happenings and and hopefully, uh, you know, the main goal, at least I think for me and I think for you at the time, too, was just it keeps people engaged, too. So, yeah, uh, we're super happy about it. But you mentioned your team, Fletch. I kind of want to jump right into it. Uh, Let's Let's jump into it. I have some opinions about it. Uh, I imagine Brian does as well. But what is your take on your team?
2: So my take right now, looking at it, we've got some really good bones. I think this could be a squad that can take me a lot further than teams I've had even in the past two years. Um, honestly, my, my team in general just needed to rebrand. I felt like the two years I've kind of underperformed and maybe that's the Miles Powell name I associated with it. Kind of, I don't know, maybe it put a bad spell out there in the universe. I know he's ball in the Philippines right now, but it's, it's not the NBA. Kid's so, getting paid. He is getting paid and he saw he. 50 points the other night in three quarters that's crazy shout out to miles powell um no my team's good i've got my my three horsemen right now i want it to be four if he would just shut his mouth but i've got three horsemen right Mm -hmm. and it's and it's steph curry shy and Mm -hmm. maury marketing the kid Mm -hmm. out of utah
0: Mm. He's
2: been he's been out of his mind. Corey
0: Marketing has been one of the best picks of the draft so far. Yeah, that guy has been getting buckets. Super. He's getting boards. He's running the floor. He's play, he's playing point at times. The guy's getting involved. Such a crazy spot. Such a him and Herder. Are you kidding me? Those two guys have just found new homes, and are taking care of business on a nightly basis. Great, great picks.
2: Yeah, I'm pumped about him. Like, um, so Lori's found a great home in Utah. Um, I've gotten NBA League Pass this year, and that's been like my team to watch. It's just Utah every night, so I can watch Lori, Mar- Lori Market and ball out. It's great. Um, Kevin Kyrie Irving would be a guy that I'd want to be that fourth horseman, but no matter how well he plays, he still you know just doesn't shut his mouth and then gets himself benched for six seven we don't know how many games in a row actually so we'll see um there's some there's also some pieces that I wish like it'd be great if Chris Middleton was back um Yusuf Nurkic getting hurt doesn't help Mm -hmm. and I don't know I think there's some fat to trim here but overall I'm happy with the team
1: watch I don't want to suck you too hard here but I think you drafted a fantastic team uh (laughs) I think the best pick uh, and the reason I was hesitant about taking a guy like this is because I was worried about just like them not playing him trying to tank. But I mean, when your fourth round pick, Shea Gildas Alexander is playing like a top five pick overall in the draft. Uh, that means you, you, you hit the pick. And I mean, if I'm the thunder, you can't sit him. His stats mm-hmm. are absurd. I don't know if people have been paying attention. He's averaging 31 On 1.5 blocks from a guard, ridiculous, two steals, six assists, four boards, one three, 93% from the line, 55 overall on 21 shots a game. That is absurd. That is insane. Uh, And, you know, so getting him in the fourth round is a huge dub. And I think you're two and two partly because of him, because you have your third round pick Kyrie and your fifth-round uh, pick, Chris Middleton, not playing right now. So, you know, picks like that, and then Laurie, as we discussed, uh, going off, uh, when you make picks like that, it really can make up for either unfortunate happenings like Chris Middleton or things we might have seen coming like uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah, so-
2: I totally agree. Totally agree. And Kyrie, for me too, I like – it took me so long to actually pick him. I didn't want him on my team because of the volatility there. You don't know how many nights he's going to play. Yes. It's a contract year for him. So I knew when he did play, he's going to play out of his mind. He's like a make or break guy for the team. Um, And so when he slid to 29th in the third round, I was like, okay, he's like round two talent. You got to take him. So hopefully he gets back soon,
1: but yeah, overall, like happy with the draft.
0: Brian, any, any takes? I mean, Monte Morris.
2: Yeah, fair. He sucks. I, I, I thought he would do better, but he's not. Chris du-
0: Chris Duarte. Yeah.
2: Like,
0: other than that, like Cam Johnson, he's been hurt a little bit. So like he, uh, when he plays, he's really effective. Like I really think he like he. I don't think he's he he balled last year and this year. I think he just bit with mixture of injury and just having a crowded having a crowded uh five you know in on his team like it's a really really tough team to play on the Suns you know so you got to really fight for your minutes but overall i think your team's really good and dude Shea is the number one combo guard right now yes he he in the fourth round Laurie marketing is the number two two way forward like are you yeah. kidding me like I'm- you got him
1: in what round eighth eighth round yeah clutch i do have a comment that I, I if i were you i do think to win it all, I think you might be one player short. Yeah, I, I would so consider. Too. I would consider trading one of these top-heavy guys like Shea or Steph, who's also been ridiculous, but that's to be expected, for maybe two really good guys or something like that. Oh, uh, or sell high on you know certain players who we may have mentioned already.
2: Uh, yeah, I was thinking that too. Like sell high on Kevin Herder right now because he looks insane.
1: Right. Um. But, I mean, overall, definitely a good team. Uh, on that note, uh, who do you think was your best pick? Uh, I guess there's really only two options here, but I'd like to hear your opinion. And then your um, your, your worst pick. Oh, God.
2: Um, well, I know my worst pick right now off the top of my head is Chris, uh, Chris Duarte. That was a mistake. But that was in the end of the draft, so, like, yeah, maybe yeah,
0: not. In the let, me, draft. let me
2: take another look.
0: You didn't have a huge risk. <clears throat>
2: So, best pick by far, I think, would be Laurie Markkinen. Um, Shy, yes, great pick, but also fourth round. Your top five picks, honestly, should hit. Um, taking Laurie Markkinen in the eighth, it was kind of a stretch. So, I feel like that was a just value-wise better pick than Shy. Um, and then worst pick, Robert Covington's pretty bad in the 10th. And then if we look up top, I don't know. I guess you can make the argument for Chris Middleton, but he'll be back soon. Maybe Kyrie, because Kyrie, you just don't know. But, yeah, like I said, like Kyrie is like a make a break guy. If this is the year where I want to risk it and try to make a run better than the past two years, I should take Kyrie Irving. you gotta,
0: wow. you got to take some risks sometimes. To 100%. Because you got to find those. When you're in the playoffs, and it could be anybody, you got to find guys who have the highest ceilings. Because, you know, any, It's the whole idea of any given Sunday, like, and over a given course of time, like, if you have a guy like Kyrie, who when he plays, like, this is everything aside, like, his antics out like off the court, like I'm not even gonna like dive into but um, in terms of him as a ball player, like he has a clear shot at being like a top five guard, no question facilitating playing D. You know, putting up threes like he's really—he just fills the stat sheet. So I think he's definitely worth that. So far as necessarily panned out, but when he plays, he fucking balls. So it's like a—you know—depends on how you want to look at it. So, yeah, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, it, and I think after that draft, uh, you know, that first pod, uh, I mentioned, you know, Kyrie was like either a home run hit or a strikeout, and not right now it's not looking great. Uh, but uh, you know, it's if, if he starts playing soon and playing regularly, then it was a great pick at 27 or whenever you took him. I think it was something like that. Uh, it was a, it was a great, you know, a 10th day. So we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. He might play yet. We don't know.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it seems like just by reading the reports, keeping up with the news, it seems like he's like on the right path. Um, he had a meeting with Adam Silver meeting with the Nets. Like, it seems like it's going okay. So you know, hopefully he just figures it out. Because he, he also needs this. It is a contract year, too. Like, this could be – he's playing for his NBA career and not just the season or next year.
1: And as a Jew, I would like to share my viewpoint on this whole situation real quick. Uh, Let's go. A, talk your talk, a... talk, Benny. So, I think Kyrie, when he posted that, did not mean anything malicious behind it. I just think he's just genuinely just not intelligent and, like, likes to be right. And likes to be, he's really stubborn on his, his thoughts too. Like he posted that and I don't think he wanted to relent. But I would, I could almost guarantee you he didn't watch that. So he posted it and then he just, you know, defended it because it was something he already put out there and just dug the hole deeper. And I, to be honest, I don't think the content was that crazy either. I mean, it was like the de- denying the Holocaust is crazy. But like, I, I just think he's dumb. He's dumb and stubborn. Like, I mean, this is the guy who said the earth was flat, you know? So, uh, and now he's dug himself a hole. But, like, he's, he, the way he plays basketball is beautiful. And I would love to see him play again. And he just needs to shut his mouth. I also think that the uh, the five steps that Josiah is making him do is also dumb. So, that's my viewpoint. And it's one of the that,
0: He also has to complete that laundry list. So he had like exactly eight different, eight different deliverables. And one of them was a half million to a –
1: yeah it's really excessive i think it's it's a lot uh i mean he there's some penance needs to be paid in some way but all of that is just unnecessary just let the dude ball
2: yeah um, like he went to college to play basketball not really like do school
0: yeah, <laughs> so i don't I,
2: I, I agree he, with your point that maybe he's just not like intelligent and i mean he did decide to leave cleveland leave lebron because he wanted a team for himself. If he was like an intelligent human, he would say, maybe this is probably the best spot for me being in Cleveland because I'll get more success.
1: He really imploded but that for Brian, too. No, you're right. No, he, he really imploded that. Who knows? Maybe Brian stays if Kyrie stays. Who's to say? Right. But he dipped. So. Yeah. Um, you know, so, Brian, I think we discussed before the pod, both of us had some shit to talk about this past week. And maybe our teams. Uh, why don't you go first?
0: The way I look at it, <clears throat> there are some really good teams in this league that are just by far, like just consistently doing well, such as the you know, show me your butt, whatever the hell, Inc. Incorporated, uh, <laughs> the combo of Mark and John. That team is nasty, and they're out for blood this year, um, and their record ref- their record reflects that. I also think there are some good teams that are not in that same category of top notch. For example, the team I just lost to. Shout out! Well, actually, I should say, shout out Nate Santos' first win in the uh, in his uh, league yeah, history. Shout out! His career. I want to congratulate him. Of course, not happy that it came against me. <laughs> but I am humble enough to know uh, when to concede and defeat. So I'll give them that. But my team—I said it before. I'll say it again. I believe in this team. I had a couple unfortunate injuries to end the week, so I kind of puttered, you know—pitted out at the uh, at the end. But still, top—you know—still feeling top of my game when they are playing. Got guys like Dejounte hey, Murray, Baller. I got some. I got some guys who have just consistently done work for me. And um, it's frustrating seeing that, like, I have so much talent and my team is, is actually balling, but the other teams are just competing so hard against it. And it's, it really is, again, another testament to how good the league is. But it was close. You know, I lost free throws by, you know, point oh oh seven. I lost, uh, you know, rebounds by 10, lost steals by five, which I was shy. I haven't lost by steals yet. That was the first time I lost by steals. Um, my team put up, my team put up some serious numbers, but I just got beaten out. Um, so I just want to make sure that the, the league is on notice. I'm not one of those teams that goes down and then just dips out of the league. I'm going to be coming back. I'm going to have a three game, four game, uh, winning streak coming up one of these weeks and just be on the lookout for my team. Seriously. I got some ballers on my squad. They have like, seriously, like if you look at my team, I made a couple bad, uh, a couple of bad waiver wire slip-ups. One included an injury to Trey Man, Or was it Trey uh, – what's his name on the – Trey man? No. Yeah, Trey man. That's a player. Yeah, I think that's who it was. He got injured uh, after the three minutes of playing, so that was awesome. When I needed him most. And, yeah, Trey Mann, OKC. But I got guys like Herb Jones, <clears throat> who's been put up a lot of points. He's usually good in the blocks, the steals, the field goal percentage, um, and pretty bad in other categories. But he's been, actually been scoring a lot. So that once he's, st- not, now he's gotten healthy, hopefully he can consistently get better. Um, but Drew Holiday going down, Paolo Banchero going down, did not feel too good about that. Um, and Luca, I feel like Luca, the Mavericks have played. I feel like now this this week they have four games. They've been playing two game. Like two games every week, I'm like, yo, when is Luca gonna get a chance to ball? Like, I feel like I've seen Luca like once every week. It was feeling awful at, at times, but um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping guys like uh, Karis Levert can kind of turn their season up a little bit. He was he got a little cold um, since I had that nice burst to start things off. Uh, his scoring hasn't really been up. His he's just not really filling the stat sheet like I was hoping for. Uh, but AD's been playing. He's got a questionable next to his name every week, but he is. Uh, when he plays, he plays – I don't know if you. I saw his last game at all. Um, the Lakers stink. Like they actually stink. The Lakers They're just so st- bad. They stink. Poopy. But they he had 18 and two against Brooklyn, and only one turnover. And he has the rock a lot. Like that is insane. Like, he's been playing very efficiently, and um, you know I think he only missed two games this year. And That's so- great. Yeah, yeah only
2: two games I mean like yeah he's, the he, f- he's always gonna be a sick player but if he can limit the amount of games he misses the better
0: yeah he's a number he's the number one four or five right now yeah. so that's another like on, on the on the inverse of, of with Kyrie like my big risk of this draft was Anthony Davis and so far it's panned out so if, you know there's that duality of uh of everything on on, on drafting with risk but yeah I'll pass it back over to Benny. I hope that answers your question. Probably it
1: did. does. And Fletch, I turn it to you. It, Brian Lewis made a statement. He said his team is full of ballers. Is that, is that true?
2: I can see it. No, I see it. Like I'm looking up and down his team now. Um, I've got a few thoughts on this, you know, Um, I see, do see some ballers in here. I see Luca, I see AD, I see Deontay Murray. Great. Um, I will say like, The loss last week, don't take it too hard because you also had big players go out. Like Drew Holiday having a number 11 point guard sit the bench, like that sucks to lose. Paolo Bancaro and Jay Shante too. I mean, this league is so deep. If you lose a starter, that's such a huge hit to your team's performance for that week because that player brings so much more to their 30 minutes versus the 26-minute player you can get off the waivers who's like just scraping for a point, We're scraping for minutes at this point. So I do see the ballers in here and you got to go with your build, right? Like I've talked about this before. You always want to go after the categories that your team is good at. And one guy I see from my team last year, I think he is the number one cancer in fantasy basketball. I don't know if anybody's won with him. If someone has, tell me Draymond Green. This guy is a bum. I, I hate him. I think he's the most, he's like, he's a player that you want to root for so bad. He's a player that you want to do well so bad. You see the potential you saw him in the finals. Draymond Green, Draymond Green, and you take him too early. And he ends up putting up a lot of fucking fat because he'll have these nights where he doesn't get any steals. He doesn't get any blocks. He doesn't do what a big man should do. Right. He just gets his little assists every night and then maybe score five points. (laughs) So, Draymond Green to play with him in a league like this. Oh, he doesn't shoot free throws either. My God, fifty percent. Does
1: he doesn't do anything
2: right. So you got to put him into a team that gets a lot of assists.
0: He that you do, he, and you
2: have a lot of assists on your team. You got say, a lot of guards.
0: He has. I will say, especially the last week. I mean, last week he's averaged six, eight, and ten, and two and a half, two and a half turnovers. Like that. I'm not. I get it. Like I trust me. I I get it. He Should be doing more, he should, especially how involved he is. But last two games, he has 24 assists. I'm not gonna, you know, I know the assist
2: number will always bring you back in. He'll get a a nine rebound night, you'll be right back in. No, the dude's a bum. I hate him.
0: (laughs) I I mean, I hate him. He sucks. He sucks. I like, I like Draymond Green. I want to put that in there. I like Draymond. He's goofy. I like, I think I've, I've I've grown to like him more because I used to hate him with all like his kicking antics and like him, the Grayson Downs of the world, like just like throwing their legs up and like kneeing it. But I think it was all in the matter of mind games over anything else.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. Now changing gears a little bit. I do have a few question marks on this roster. Like defend Cam Thomas right now, defend Cam Thomas. You picked him up on November 7th. It's been a week. Yep. What, what's the plan here?
0: So, KD two years ago gave crazy props to Cam Thomas. And since then, I've been watching that guy, whether it's his highlights, so I've just been kind of just like checking out, like not every single day, but just keeping tabs on him balling. And I'm telling you, when he has the ball in his hands, like he just moves different and he defends the ball really well. So, I've had him. In hopes that not in hopes, but in case someone goes down again. I forgot who went down. Might have been Joe Harris. Um, who went down for a couple games and he got more of a chance to step in. Um, and he just he popped. Like I love the way he has, like when the way he moves, he had 21 four four, a steal, a block, only one turnover. I'm re- last year my turnover numbers were embarrassing. Like it was just a complete punt. This year, I think I've shifted my thinking a bit. And I've reduced the amount of turnovers um, a- across the board, but I really want to. I want to say that he is still a streamer. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's like a star, like every night starter, but 15 points, three rebounds, two assists, and a steal. A steal a game for me. He has at least one steal in the last five plus games. Like that to me is is worth streaming, especially in such a thin category like steals. And that. That for me is a, is a stronger of my categories, that little extra bump, you know, get a couple of weeks. So that's just my thinking behind it.
2: That's fair. You said you're a big steals guy and to get a steal a night out of a guard that plays 23 minutes. Yeah, definitely some value there for sure. But yeah, I liked how you phrased it. Yeah. He's just a streamer. We all have streamers on our team, right? Like, um, all of us have players that should honestly be maybe in the waiver wire, but we keep going just in case they improve. So I'm with you. Um, Benny, should we go to your team? Uh,
1: I do. I have shit to talk as well, Fletch. But first, I do want to compliment Brian's team, too. I think Brian did a great job drafting. I think just an unfortunate start so far. Uh, But, you know, he's got some injuries. But, I mean, he hit on a lot of picks. And we have a segment later where I, like, I've mentioned multiple of his guys uh, because of the value of where he drafted them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Brian, uh, I I, I would just be patient. Being one in three is ass uh there's no way around that, but uh you know i I think the future is bright this season for your team. You just gotta put some wins together, but you know that that unfortunately you, you know the the one and three start is gonna sink you, so you the the wind's gotta start piling up soon but i I'd have faith if I were you
0: thank you uh
1: no i I have some shit to talk about my team um now, first off, this was building yesterday because I, I thought I was going to lose like really closely to Kutz's team. Uh, and I ended up tying. And the reason I was like still going to talk shit is that uh, my first round pick Giannis missed two games. Uh, my second round pick Pascal Siakam missed the whole week. And my third round pick Cade Cunningham missed two games. And I still tied. Also, Tyler Hero missed a game. And I had Aaron Fox missed a game. I I'd, i I'd, it was a rough week for my team and i still got the tie
0: we take well, ties out here like we we'll yeah, take ties especially in that spot where you're reeling like it's 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 definitely a proof. and, and kutz's team isn't bad
1: like i mean as we've said this no no one in this league has a bad team so anytime oh, dude. you can he's got, he's, dude,
0: he's got a job he's got my MVP pick so i'm just saying like and he's been ball- <laughs> hmm. go on benny Keep, keep going. I, so, I, I you
1: it. look at my team. I don't think it's glamorous. A lot of the players, you look at them, you're like, well, that guy's, you know, Garbo, which some of them are Garbo. Like, you know, I, I'll i give you that. Dylan Brooks, he shouldn't be on a roster, but I still have him for some reason. But uh, you look around and there's – when I got Julius Randle, I was like at, – at, as late as I did, I was so happy because he was garbage last season, but the stats he gets in like the categories I was going for – are uh you know what i what i needed and if you look at the overall standings i don't know if you all do this and i think fletch actually you did a ranking system on this a couple of years ago if you go to standings and you can sort by categories prior to this week uh i will not say which categories i was at the top of uh because now i'm in the middle for a lot of them because a lot of my players missed some time i was at the top in many categories so uh i have faith in my team I am excited for the rest of the season. I think the only thing that stops my team from uh, being in the playoffs is uh, is injuries, and uh, I'm you know I'm looking forward to the rest of the season because I, I I like to talk more shit. It's, this league is a lot more fun when you're, when your team is good. So uh, I'm hoping uh, you know that the trend continues. I don't know what you what both of your thoughts are on that, but
0: uh, I have faith. I think as long as you are consistently checking waivers and are finding those diamonds in the rough throughout the week, anybody could pop, yeah. But you also need to like you also need to be consistent with your with your movement. And you gotta you gotta know when to when to drop people and when to sometimes just don't start people. Like I've done that before, like where it's like if you're it depends on what your categories look like. If I have somebody who I feel isn't on a good streak and they just need to take a second off, I benched Karis Levert on a really good time, and I, for example, and had you know I was really close in free throws and et cetera and field goal percentage, and he was kind of down on that. Long and short, it's really hard to be more in it when you're losing, but it's really easy to also stay active in it and get yourself out of that funk because at any moment people can pop off, and so it's uh. But yeah, everyone loves winning, but that's not, a, it, it shows character when you can be losing and still take care of business and do things when you have time. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. And I'm with you, Benny, when you say that your team doesn't have a lot of like, you know, like eye popping stars or like, you know, it, it's a lot of like players that you wouldn't really hear about or know too much about unless you paid this much attention to basketball and, since we do you've actually drafted a really nice team um i love the julius randall pick that's great value there um i like the anthony simons pick in the ninth round too um jalen suggs he's been actually kind of going off for a 12th round pick guy like that's a guy that you'd want at a higher round um desmond bain position rank three like it almost seems like a mistake,
0: <laughs> um, yeah you Benny, your team is like not sexy, I'm not gonna lie, like it's yeah, not. it's not,
2: it's not, but it's it it's is. a good
0: team yeah' and through it is throw and, and hardenstein dude, that guy watch out for hartenstein he's in a, a problem he gets boards like he gets boards consistently, Uh so if you you know.
1: Yeah. And P- Pascal was having a an amazing season before he got injured too, so yeah. that was helping me a lot.
2: Yeah, Pascal's getting back to where he was a few years ago when he was taken really early in drafts. Um, and it's good to see Kate Cunningham performing too as a second year guy. Yeah. He picked up the pencil, Harrison Barnes, big Same. fan. Mm. I like your team through and through.
1: Thank you. Uh, so uh, now that I've talked my shit, uh. Let's run through the matchups of last week real quick uh, and just recap the league. Uh, so we had me versus Coots. That was a tie. Now we're both two, one, and one. Uh, we tied at three pointers made and the rest was really close. Uh, and Coots, I'm sorry to say, had I had all my starters, I would have swamped you. Um, the uh, next matchup was John. Hold on one second.
2: We've had three ties so far. Yeah. What's our over under for ties this league like this year is it like
1: we're gonna get the over yeah i think we're gonna get the over
2: it's crazy how many ties there are but i love that it just shows the parody i love
1: it it's amazing but it's also like if desmond bain had hit one more three during the week (laughs) then i win um but yeah that's just how the cookie crumbles uh next we had nick kappa versus shokan nick kappa is three and one upsettingly and shokan is two and two now uh, it was a, a close matchup uh, as well. Uh, some looks like if you just go through it that you know they had some of them dominate different stats. Some, you could tell which categories they're punting, uh, but it was five4 matchup, so it was close. Uh, the next was Team Henny versus uh, Mamu mentality, which is Ian. and uh, that was super close and was they tied on one category uh, and uh, the rest, uh, same thing if you just sweep through these uh, you could see which ones that everyone's punting uh, but had Ian gotten seven more points he would have tied uh, Henny for the week but that's all it took was you know it's probably some scrub player that uh, Haniel has on his team got seven more points than one of uh, Ian's players and it, it's, it's as simple as that and now Ian's 1-2-1 and one, and Henny's 2-1-1 one and one. and it makes all the difference.
0: Yeah dude Henny watch out for Henny's team. Kids learning, he is, dude. Don't sleep on uh, don't sleep on Booker Miles Turner, dude. Miles Turner is winning him blocks alone. That guy is literally single single handedly winning him blocks two blocks, three, 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 two. Kidding me?
2: So good. I had Miles Turner last year and I loved it.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. I was trying to get him from you all year last year. Every time (laughs) you're like, no, he 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 knows, got a few good centers. Dude, on his team, crazy. He actually picked up Vanderbilt. I drafted him so early. I, I anyway regret.
1: Uh, regret. Um, next we have Show Me Your Butt Inc. Uh, mm. I do wonder in this in the name of you know they have butt with one T. Right. Uh, I wonder if there weren't enough characters or they don't know how to spell butt, but or
2: ESPN doesn't let them.
1: Uh, it could be. That's probably the most likely Good scenario. Name. Either way, great name. Um, they beat Joe Ingles Pringles, Joe Salaturo. Uh, and it was also a close matchup, as all of these are. Uh, few categories uh, go a, a few different ways, like uh, rebounds or turnovers in this matchup. And it's a whole new, whole new game. But it was a solid victory uh, for John and Mark. Then we had a battle of, as Brian mentioned before, uh, his team and Nate Santos, uh, two teams with losing records, uh, although good teams nonetheless. And as Brian ran through, I mean, it was, this might've been the tightest matchup of the week. Uh, three-pointers was decided by seven. Free throw was decided by less than a point. Assist was decided by 10. Rebounds decided by 10. Steals decided by five. Points by 14. I mean, you know, a uh, few games go, you know, break different ways for two of these, for these guys. And it's a whole new, it's a whole new matchup. So Brian, I get the frustration. That's super tough.
0: Yeah. Letting, letting the, those close ones slip away. doesn't feel good. The 50, 50 ones, but at the same time, I, I'd rather lose competitively than win a bogus matchup where it's like, Oh, my team did horribly, but the person I was playing just did even worse especially in the early early going, it'll help me decide what, what direction I need to go moving forward. So I, I like the word competing. I feel good about that. And if I go down, I'm going down swinging. I'm not going to watch it, you know? So that's where I'm at. And then Fletch, I don't know. Uh, I mean, this matchup that you had
1: was utter dominance over John Peterson. <laughs> uh, I mean, eight and one. I mean, I, I'm assuming you're looking at it as well getting a call uh sorry
2: an addition it's
1: okay uh, but did you want to run through this here because i mean this was this was something
2: i'll start by saying this johnny if you're listening i see you brother. i see you slipping i see you slipping you're slipping the night we got rudy gobert going off in the ir spot there's players not being started on this team, and that's really the only reason why it was an 8-1 matchup. I think I would have won regardless, but there's just been, you know, a couple of missed days with players still sitting on the bench.
1: Oh, call his ass out, Fletch. We set, <laughs> we set our lineups here. You, you know, either you don't have to do streamers, but Monday you go through the whole thing, Sunday night, and you just set them all up and you know, if you don't have time that week to do stuff, that's fine. But you, know, you just gotta set it.
2: You just gotta set it, you know. While you're while you're brushing it. your teeth, set your lineup. Seriously. Like I get it. While you're taking a ball. shit.
1: I did it while pooping set today. Set your lineup. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No. I do it. I do it weeks in advance too. I'll I'll just sit there and just set them all. And if I pick someone up, cool, like I'll adjust, but I'll set for like two or three weeks in a
0: row. It's well, just it really makes you think, you know, just makes you think.
1: Well, and that explains the how dominant you were because basically all of the categories weren't even close, even the field goal percentage and free throw percentage, which if you have less players playing, you know, common sense might say, oh, since you have less opportunity to bring that down, that you might have a higher percentage. But no, you beat him. You stomped him in both of those categories. Uh So, I mean, really just, it, it, I, I encourage people to look at this. I mean, you beat him in like six of the categories by significant amounts so yeah
2: that's because of the missed players yeah, yeah. like the some of the things are by design 100 percent like field goal percentage that's something i really focus on this year points is something i've focused on rebounds definitely three pointers those are like my team build but free throws i'm kind of middle middle of the pack um so yeah i mean it just set your lineups <laughs> that's it
1: <laughs> um yeah and so and if you set your lineups like I said you know you don't have to pay a ton of attention during the week but just just do that that's all we need from you John I understand the frustration though oh two and two that's some cheeks two ties already this early in the season is pretty annoying uh but uh we encourage you to set your lineups uh so because who knows you could have beat Fletch this week so uh but Fletch big dub uh we love it uh and uh congrats and that's the state of the the league right now um we got some teams at the top some teams at the bottom of course but it's still a pretty mixed in terms of wins and losses right now and even with the ties so like we said lots of parody and the season is young streamers you might pick up now might end up having a huge impact uh so you know we'll, we'll see how it shakes out but uh I'm gonna turn it over to you two now. Uh, any other topics that you guys wanted to cover today?
2: Real, real quick. I just want to shout out Nate Santos, the kid again, getting his first week or first win of the season. I know it's not an easy thing to do in this league, by far, especially when you're the new guy coming in. Anybody that joins the league for the first time, I always feel like bad for because we've been taking this so seriously for so long that they're coming in at a really like difficult point. So good for him. Got the win. Um also wanted to give him a shout out because he got Chris Porzingis in the fourth round, 40th overall. He's position ranked third right now. He sniped him right in front of me. I was ready to take Chris Stapps, had my finger on the button, and Nate swiped him from underneath me. So, good pick. The,
1: the snipes are always are always tough. And shout out to Nate, for real. We we love the first win. I hope it's one of many. I hope he win the league this year in in all right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I, <laughs> I wouldn't go that I far. Think,
0: you speak for yourself on that one. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I,
1: I'd like to make money off my fifty dollars, but still, uh, I want to see you do well.
0: Uh, Brian, you got anything? I want to know why no one was on Donovan Mitchell at the beginning of this year. I just want to know why was why was he wasn't he a top 15 pick last year now he's like what top 30 like what why would why did he slip and because he, he is absolutely bawling everyone was so low on him this year as if he doesn't put up 28 a game and like just absolutely dominate on both ends have crazy two-way speed have I mean efficient at the line efficient on the in the field shoots threes. Like plays has him? stellar defense. I don't even know. I, I honestly I, I I'm blanking on who has them. Let me look him up really quick. Oh Brian, but... I assumed it was you. Yeah, <laughs> I went to your team and see it. No, 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 not me. I was like, this guy's sucking
1: him hard. I was like,
0: <laughs> No, because the cause the Cavaliers are the truth. Who's BG? Like Blake Griffin, of course. Oh, of course. Of oh, course. Of course.
2: Dude, uh, that was my next question to you, Benny. I, I Question for you, Benny. What are we going to do about this guy, Nick Kappa?
0: Kick him he out of the league? I don't know.
2: He can't make us look bad three years in a
0: no, row. No, 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 no. <laughs> we beat him. Like, he he told us what to do. We have to work harder. And Kappa, I know you're laughing right now. When you hear this, I know you're going to be laughing. I can already hear it in my, in my head. We have to work harder and think quicker. And we also have to just... Just keep going with the plan of hitting hard on the ground as your starters play. Keep an eye on what those categories are looking like and maybe make some trades. I know not everyone's a big trade person, but perhaps uh, make a move. Coppa might be on the way with Donovan Mitchell. You might you might be hearing something from me. And uh, I'll leave it at that.
2: Yeah, this kid, I don't know what it is. We, we got to get gotta do something against this guy he's so good consistently just wins games and his team i'm looking at it now it's built like perfectly like you can just see right off the bat exactly what his build is it's like strong big strong big men there's like literally five maybe six centers and two true guards like the kid just knows what to do and i it's crazy. Like, I want to hear more from him on this podcast. I want him to share more. I want him to talk. I want him to tell us his strategy so that we can get inside his head because he clearly knows uh, a heck of a lot and deserves the
0: spotlight. He also um, he did it with guards last year. Now he's just getting fancy. Now he's going, Yeah. Like, he's yeah. Sure he can do it all. I hate him for it. I, I have extraordinary disdain for him, but I do have respect as well. Yeah, 100%. He can flip it on its head at any point. He can just. Build good teams. I don't know what it is. I Hate him so much. <laughs> all right,
1: that's enough airtime for Kappa. He he already gets the uh, the winning. He doesn't need he doesn't need our time on this pod any further. Love you, Kappa. Um, all right. Well, uh, before we go, any last uh, words, of Fletch? How's it going? What what's uh what's new in Fletchland?
2: <laughs> I love this end of the <laughs> end of the podcast. How's it going? Um. That's good. We're off season vibes. Now the team lost in the ALCS. Sorry to say it. It happens. Oh, well, I was ready for the year to be over. You knew it. I knew it. Um, Benny and I went to ALCS game three, which was one of the most embarrassing games I've ever been to in my entire life. And um, you know, I stuck it out, got drunk, stayed to the end and the team just blew it. Like I knew right then it was over. So I dressed for a funeral the next day. And sure enough, despite a super long rain delay, they still found a way to blow, to blow it. So tough ending. Hopefully we can get Judge back. But as long as the Yankees get back on track, all's good in Fletch land.
0: We're not getting Rizzo. That sucks. That sucks. I bought a Rizzo jersey, too.
2: He was my favorite this
0: year. Uh, oh, well. Well, Fletch, we're glad to
1: hear you're doing well. Um... You can connect on Fletch on on social media at his socials, Fletch. Whatever socials, I do
2: it's, it's just freeze like everywhere.
1: Like, <laughs> like everyone should probably probably follows you on everything anyway already. Maybe so, probably uh, connect, I don't
0: connect, know. On link, connect on LinkedIn. Don't forget to build. Oh yeah, Connecting.
2: yep. Connect on LinkedIn. Big LinkedIn guy these days. Oh That's yeah, big LinkedIn guy.
1: And I'll say it: if you need any season ticket plans, Fletcher Reese is your man oh. to go to.
2: Hit me up for those. For 12 games, 16 games, 20 games, whatever you need. Let me know.
1: <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I was another great podcast with you both. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. Um, and uh, let's sign off so I can go watch the Eagles game. See you guys.
2: See you, boys. Thanks again.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I know you're not forgetting this.